You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Bleeding Green Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Eye on the Enemy, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. And coming up, we're going to preview this weekend's Eagles-Saints game and take a deep dive into the New Orleans Saints, a very interesting football team. Uh, but the Eagles might be catching them at just the right time. We're going to get into the injury report, which very much heavily favors the Eagles. Saints will be missing some key players this weekend, and uh, we'll talk about some of the key matchups coming up here in the next few minutes of Eye on the Enemy as we take a deep dive into what the New Orleans Saints are looking like here as they get ready for Week 11 of this NFL season. And it has been an interesting journey for the New Orleans Saints so far. Uh, they, They have beaten some good teams this year. And they have looked very good at times this year. They've also lost to some pretty rotten teams this year. And they are carrying a two-game losing streak coming into this game uh, where they come into Philadelphia. Uh, last week, they lost to the Tennessee Titans in a, a heartbreaker, 23-21. Uh, to 21. They had a chance to tie the game with under two minutes left by if they were able to con- convert a two-point conversion. They came back. They were down big early in that game against uh, against the Titans. In fact, um, what was it? They were down in the first quarter. They were down 23-12 uh, to 12 with 10-01 left in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, they, they were down by 11 points with 10 minutes to go. Uh, but they scored a... They scored a touchdown to bring him in, uh, bring him to within two points late in the game. We're set for a two-point conversion, but because of a false start penalty, uh, they had to move back from the two-yard line to the seven-yard line, and obviously that makes a two-point conversion much more difficult. You do have a little bit more room to throw the ball in that particular situation, but you essentially take away the run at that point. And uh, Trevor Simeon, who is now the Saints' starting quarterback, just missed running back Mark Ingram on a connection for the conversion, and so. Uh, the New Orleans Saints fell two points short of tying Tennessee late in that game and pulling off the upset. Uh, so the, the the Saints have beat have beaten some good teams. They beat Green Bay opening week, thirty eight to three. Obviously, that was a game in which the Packers were not ready to start the season, and uh, you had Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback for for that team at that point, uh, and they rolled up on the Green Bay Packers in a, a surprise to everybody. And then they went out in Week Two and lost to the Panthers in Carolina, twenty six to seven. They then went into New England and beat what has become a very good New England Patriots team, twenty eight to thirteen. They lost to the New York Giants, a terrible football team, in overtime at home, twenty seven to twenty one in Week Four. Then. They they went into Washington and beat the football team 33 to 22, had their bye week, went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks 13 to 10. And I know the Seahawks are not what they usually are, but uh, Seattle 
at that point was still relatively in contention and then moved to 5-2 and two on the season, a three-game winning streak by beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home 36-27. And then the next week, they lose to Atlanta at home 27-25 and then to the Titans in Tennessee last week 23-21. So this team is a roller coaster. They, they are all over the place and they are dealing with a ton of injuries as they come into this game here on Sunday. Uh, and of course, the, the, the big loss... For New Orleans right now, they have two big losses, actually. A couple weeks ago in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, they lost Jameis Winston for the season with a torn ACL and MCL. So that obviously has knocked him out for the rest of the season. And Trevor Simeon is now your starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. And while I am not a big Jameis Winston fan, Winston's upside is certainly better than Trevor Simeon's upside. And Winston had been playing relatively well this year. Had a 102.8 passer rating on the season. 14 touchdowns against just three interceptions for Jameis Winston this season. You have to remember, Winston's still just 27 years old. It feels like he should be in his 30s, but he's not. He's 27. Simeon is in his 30s. He's a 30-year-old quarterback. The Saints have lost both of the games that he has started so far this year, and the Saints also will be without Taysom Hill, or it looks like they, he's questionable uh, as far as playing uh, this week, and Taysom Hill is not much of a threat to throw the football. He's only uh, thrown eight passes this year, completed seven of them. That's a healthy 87.5% completion percentage. But um, this is not obviously uh, a threat to to pass the football, but Taysom Hill is a nice dual uh, running throwing option. He, he's kind of a we all remember him from that playoff game a couple of years ago uh, in 2018 when the when the Eagles lost in the divisional round following the 2018 season. So uh, it's Trevor Simeon's show now at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the other big injuries that uh, the Saints are dealing with right now is Alvin Kamara. They're all stud running back will not play on Sunday. He has 530 yards on the ground, 310 yards in the air. He is obviously one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. He will not be playing on Sunday afternoon in Philadelphia. So that is a that is a huge positive for the Birds. And uh, they will instead be facing Mark Ingram as the starting running back. Mark Ingram coming back to the Saints uh, just signed a couple of weeks ago. And he they ran him a lot. I think he, he had his most offensive snaps since 2015. And last week's game against the Titans, he had a 108 total yards from scrimmage, had a 13-yard rushing touchdown, became the franchise's all-time rushing leader uh, with that uh, with that performance. And so uh, they are happy to have Mark Ingram back, no doubt about it. But Alvin Kamara, he is not. So th- let's let's just kind of frame this up here. I'll get uh, one of the other in- the other injuries uh, that that the Saints have to worry about. Are there two starting tackles? Uh, Ryan Ramzik is out, and Teron Armstead is out. Those are those are two huge losses for the Saints. So that's going to affect their running game. That's going to affect their ability to protect Trevor Simeon. And you know, Simeon has not put up great numbers: fifty-seven point seven percent completion percentage, a ninety-four point five passer rating. Uh, he has five touchdowns, hasn't thrown an interception, so he's he's protected the football. But obviously, the Saints' offense is no nowhere near as dynamic with Trevor Simeon at quarterback and Alvin Kamara out of the lineup, and also uh, the Saints missing their two starting tackles, Ramsick and Armstead. So big losses for Noir. They come in depleted. They come in um, they, they come in shorthanded, and that's what worries you. <laughs> I think you feel good about that as an Eagles fan, but you also see this as a Saints team that wins games they shouldn't win and loses games they should lose. That's been their pattern this year. 
And so that makes you a little nervous as they come into Philadelphia all banged up, riding a two-game losing streak. It feels like the perfect recipe for the Saints to come in and pull off the upset. And the Saints are two-and-a-half-point road underdogs, which is what you would expect. The Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites as the home team. Uh, the Eagles coming off an impressive 30-13 to win over the Broncos in Denver. And let's talk about the playoff implications right now, because I think this is the most important game of the year for the Eagles, certainly to this point. But if you look at how much... When you're looking at the playoff seating right now, the Saints are obviously in front of the Eagles in in the playoff race. The, the Saints are in a position to make the postseason at this point. And so they are currently the number six seed, uh, just ahead of the Carolina Panthers. Um, and of course, uh, you have the Eagles at number 10 right now. The, the Eagles are behind uh, the 49ers and the Vikings, uh, who are both just in front of, they're half a game behind the Vikings and 49ers. Both the Vikings and 49ers still on the outside looking in. Uh, the Panthers hold down uh, that fifth spot, so the Eagles one full game behind the Panthers and a game and a half behind the Saints. The Eagles still have not had their bye week, so that's why they have one extra game on their schedule still. Nevertheless, this is a huge game as far as playoff implications are concerned because the Eagles already have beaten the Carolina Panthers, and they've already beaten a team that's just behind them, but essentially tied in standings at 4-6. and six. But the Eagles hold the tiebreaker over the Falcons and over the Panthers because uh, they have beaten those teams this year. The 49ers hold a uh, an advantage over them because the Eagles lost to the Niners uh, back in Week 2, as we'll all remember. But at the moment, the Saints are ahead of the Eagles in the standings, and this would, depending on the, if the Eagles can win this game, they would then have uh, the tiebreaker over the Saints as well. Well, following the Eagles' 30-13 win over the Broncos in Denver last week, the 538 gave the Eagles a 26% chance of reaching the playoffs. So here's the scenario on Sunday. If the Eagles pick up a win over New Orleans on Sunday, those playoff odds shoot up to 40%. And then, let's just say, you know, you, you beat the Saints. Let's say they go into the Meadowlands and beat two terrible teams, the Giants and the Jets, over the next couple of weeks. The Birds' playoff chances would leap to 67%. And at that point, you're looking at a, an Eagles team that's 7-6 and six on the season, so I guess the record would kind of match that. Now, if the Eagles were to lose to the Saints this weekend, their playoff odds would go down to 10%. So if they win, it's 40%. If they lose, it's 10%. That's a 30% change in playoff odds, which is a huge number. That tells you all you need to know about how important this game is. If the Eagles beat New Orleans, they have legitimate playoff aspirations. If they don't, you're starting to think draft again. You're starting to start you're you're dropping to to 4 and 7 on the season and all of a sudden now instead of maybe thinking about the postseason, maybe maybe giving it a shot now even despite the, the despite the bad uh, despite this the schedule full of bad teams, you, your playoff odds go down. You just have too much work to do. You have too many teams in front of you. Even if the bottom of the NFC or the middle of the NFC, I guess, is kind of flawed, it's just too much work. So, uh, as we look at this, as we look at this Eagles Saints series, these guys play each other quite a bit. The Eagles lead the regular season series seventeen to twelve. The Saints, of course, hold a three to one edge in the playoffs. Uh, the Saints are three and ten in games played in Philadelphia in the regular season. Uh, but, of course, 1-0 in the playoffs. We remember the Nick Foles game. 
14 of the games between these two teams have been decided by three points or less. The last time these two teams played was, of course, last year at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles won 24-21. That was Hertz's first game as a starter. Uh, the Eagles were up 21-7 to at halftime in that game, uh, but uh, the Saints made it close. Uh, they, but they got to within an onside kick. They got to within three points of, and with 124 remaining in the game, but uh, the Birds recovered the onside kick and ended up holding on to that for that three-point victory. Uh, the Eagles scored midway through the fourth quarter on a one-yard rushing touchdown by Miles Sanders that uh, really uh, helped the Eagles get set up for that game. And so the Eagles won 24-21 to last year. So let's go over some of the key matchups for this one. We have seen the Eagles commit to running the football over these last few weeks, and it has been a welcome change. And Miles Sanders will be back for this game. And I don't know if he's totally healthy, and they might choose to ease him in to the workload, and that would probably be the smart thing to do. You don't need to give Miles Sanders all of the carries here in in his first week back. But there's been a narrative going around that when Miles Sanders comes back, you you basically don't play him very much. You continue to feed Boston Scott and Jordan Howard the football, which have we seen Miles Sanders play? I mean, Miles Sanders is not some scrub back there. He, he He's a good running back. It's not his fault that Nick Sirianni wasn't giving him the ball this season. If if, if Miles Sanders is back, he's your running back. And you, you continue to use Jordan Howard and Boston Scott as, as changes of pace. Absolutely. Use all three. But this idea that Miles Sanders somehow falls behind Boston Scott and Jordan Howard on the depth chart or something, I, uh, that's been... That, that's been some of the conversation this week, and that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Now, that being said, I don't think you're going to see the Eagles run the ball a ton this week. And I think that's probably a wise course of action. The Saints have the number one rush defense in the NFL. So I think it's good that the Eagles are finally starting to form an identity. This has been an offense without an identity for the last two years. And maybe now you're starting to see that because the Eagles have a good run run-blocking offensive line. They have a healthy run-blocking offensive line at this point, and they have a stable of running backs who can get the job done. We've seen them churn up yards against some some not-so-great defenses over these last few weeks. Well, now you've got the number one rush defense in the NFL. So despite the fact that the Eagles have run for 632 yards and six touchdowns on 5.1 yards per carry over the last three games, the Saints are allowing just 3.1 yards per carry. The next best team, the next closest team to them are the Buccaneers at 3.7. You have t- you have players across the Saints defense and Cameron Jordan, Shy Tuttle on the defensive line who can who can stop up the run game. DeMario Davis at linebacker is a stud. And then you've got Malcolm Jenkins, our old friend Malcolm Jenkins coming back to Philadelphia, still an excellent run defender. So I think you're going to see Nick Sirianni go back to the passing game this week. Um, I think he, Devontae Smith has obviously been uh, a, a a revelation these last couple of weeks. He's he's had star performances these last couple of weeks, and maybe you're starting to see a connection grow uh, between him and Jalen Hurts. We'd still like to see him get a few more targets. He's only getting six to seven targets a game. You'd like to see that number closer to nine to ten, but at the end of the day, Devontae Smith is doing enough, doing a lot, and uh, is moving up the Offensive Rookie of the Year uh, contending contender list uh, with each and every passing week. I think the matchup with him and Marcus Lattimore will be a good one. Lattimore, of course, we remember, tortured the Eagles with two interceptions in that 2018 divisional round playoff game. 
he's not the player he was a couple of years ago. He's he's not the shutdown cornerback, and I think that's a matchup that on paper looks like it could be a marquee matchup, but on the field, Devontae Smith should be able to get the better of Marcus Lattimore and I think you're going to have to. I think this team is not going to be able to, to, to earn their money running the football. It's strength versus strength. So I, it certainly could be that in the in the start at the start of the game, you see the Eagles continue to try to run the football, and they should certainly not get away from having some semblance of balance. You have to do that. It can't be eighty percent, ninety percent passing the football. But I think you're going to have to get away from the run a little bit in this one. When they do run the football, Miles Sanders needs to be needs to probably get most of the carries. He's that good. And the whole narrative that he's going to play behind Boston Scott and Jordan Howard, come on. We're, we're way too wrapped up in, in the most recent results. The, those guys are good. They've played well. But Miles Sanders is by far the best running back on the team, the most dynamic running back on the team. And yes, he dances in the backfield a little bit too much, but he's also a pretty good between-the-tackles runner. He's, he's really turned into a good between-the-tackles runner. And so Miles Sanders has to be your lead back. But that's going to be the big matchup. How much will the Eagles be able to run the football? How effective will they be against a Saints rush defense that is the best in the NFL? So Mark Ingram against Jonathan Gannon's defense is going to be another key matchup here. Again, it's not going to be Alvin Kamara. How much will Mark Ingram be able to give the Saints? Again, he he had more offensive snaps since 2015 last week. He's a guy who wants to be fed the football, but he's an older player, and it's it's it would be interesting to see how much run he's going to get. I think the Eagles' defense, uh, the Eagles' run defense, has been getting better. Uh, I think we're starting to see the Eagles linebackers get a little bit better. I like T.J. Edwards as a player. Uh, he he's a he's always seems to be in the right place and, and making sure tackles. Um, but the rest of the linebacking core is still a major question mark. Um, Alex Singleton, Davion Taylor uh, still have a lot of holes in their game. Although Taylor, have, you know, looked pretty good last week, forcing a couple of fumbles. The Saints come into this game as an excellent running team. They have the fourth most rushing yards of any team this year. But the Eagles are 12th best in yards per game run against the run. Um, so I think that if you're looking at uh, if you're looking at these two teams, their strengths are running the football and the Eagles if they have a strength on defense it's stopping the run. Uh, the Eagles passing defense leaves a lot to be desired. But again, Trevor Simeon while he hasn't th- made thrown any interceptions, is also not a guy who's gonna. You're not gonna ride his arm to victory. Um, and you look at the you look at the wide receiving core. These are not loaded with big names. Deontay Harris is starting to come into his own a little bit. 407 yards receiving on 24 ca- catches, but Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith are, are are not producing at an elite level. Um, again, you don't have Kamara. Uh, their top tight end is Adam Troutman, who has 20 catches for 183 yards. So this is a situation where the Eagles should be able to, again, we saw Jonathan Gannon blitz more last week. We saw him play more press defense. That should continue. There's no reason to be afraid of Trevor Simeon and the deep ball. Traquan Smith, we'll remember a couple of years ago, also in that playoff game, Smith burned the Eagles deep. And you have to keep an eye on that. But this is not a team that has consistently beaten teams in the passing game. And so uh, th- this is uh, this is a situation where Jonathan Gannon should be blitzing, should be playing press defense, force Trevor Simeon to beat you. 
right? You're not going to force him to make plays. Don't give him all of the dink and dunk stuff. Get, get in their faces. This is a Saints passing defense that can be intimidated, that can be, uh, that can be pushed around. I think the Saints are going to struggle to score this week on, on the Eagles' defense. I don't love the Birds' defense, but I think this is a week when when, uh, when the Saints don't have their starting tackles. They're going to struggle to open holes, and they're going to struggle to they're going to struggle to be able to stop Fletcher Cox and and uh, Javon Hargraves. Hargraves has kind of had uh, a couple down weeks since getting off to a red hot start. This is a get well game for both of the Eagles' defensive tackles, and as a result, you could see um, you could see a benefit to Josh Sweat if the Eagles are able to get that interior pressure. Pressure. Um, maybe uh, maybe you get another sack from Derek Barnett this week. The Eagles' defensive line against the Saints' offensive line with the with the Saints starting tackles out. That's the other key matchup to watch here. Losing their tackles is a huge loss for the Saints. It might be a bigger loss than than losing Alvin Kamara because you do still have Mark Ingram there, and then that's saying something. But when you lose your starting left tackles, it's asking a lot. And the Saints are going to put a, a rookie sixth rounder in at one of those tackle spots. That's 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 tough duty against an Eagles defensive line that has been up and down this year. But uh, I still think you need to bring the blitz. I don't think you can rely on the Eagles front four to get the job done. You're going to have to bring an extra an extra rusher um, a, a lot of the afternoon. But uh, this is a Saints offense that can be bottled up. This is not a Saints offense that should scare you without their tackles, without without uh, Jameis Winston, and without Alvin Kamara. So, you know, as we're looking ahead to this game, I'll, make, I'll give you my prediction. I think this is another game the Eagles should win. You're the home team. The Eagles are 0-4 at home this year. If you're looking for, they have to win a home game at some point, right? And you would look at this Saints team, despite the fact that they are 5-4, and that they are a potential playoff team at the moment, that this is a flawed Saints team. And Sean Payton's a good coach, but this is a flawed Saints team that I think this, and it, it's because they've been so banged up, they've had different players in and out of the lineup. You still don't know exactly. This is a very different team from the one that started week one. And so I just I don't believe in a team. I think if you're looking at the quarterback matchup, you've got to you've got to like Jalen Hurts over Trevor Simeon. And I think you you like the direction the Eagles are going. You like the fact that they've found an identity. Jalen Hurts is playing much better right now, despite the fact the Saints have a good defense. This is, should be a low scoring game. I do think the Eagles have a better shot at scoring on the Saints defense than the Saints offense has against uh, scoring on the Eagles defense. So I see the Eagles coming up. Mostly with a pass-heavy attack in this one, uh, I, I see the Eagles uh, coming out on top in this one, 21 to 18. A game that could be ugly at times. I, I don't think this is going to be a very pretty football game, but the Birds will do enough on offense to uh, to, to pull away late and to win this one, 21 to 18. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of Eye on the Enemy. Don't forget to check out BleedingGreenNation.com each and every day for all of the latest news, rumors, stats, everything else you need for this game, and check out all of our fine podcasts at the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast, and sign up for the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time here on Eye on the Enemy. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. 
reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.